Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are welcome to another exciting live audio broadcast coming all the way from Up Up Jesus City, Up Up Jesus World Outreach Ministry. I believe today is going to be a turning point in your life. This is the moment to gather your family members, gather your friends, and anybody that this social distancing era will allow you to gather and tell them that we are on. And the service is starting as the man of God, Pastor Daltimi, Patience and Matari will be coming on to talk to us. I am so excited. He is going to be continuing from last week's message, which talks about idle words. If you were there to listen, oh my God, it's, it was just a mind-blowing experience. He is going to continue from that message of last week. And I believe God is going to do something in your life. So just get ready as the worship is playing, you are in the mood of worship. I want you to prepare your heart to listen from the Lord. And I want you to have a prayer point that I don't want to hear man, but Father, I want to hear the voice of the Lord. So as the worship plays and as he comes up shortly, please have your mind set that God is going to speak to you today. Shortly, he will come up and he's not going to be long. Very short message. And I believe you are going to be blessed tremendously. I'm going to drop this message after the um the the message but for those of us who want to have it now but please do well to call us for your messages maybe you had network issues or maybe you were not able to listen for one reason or the other please do call these numbers to get the messages from us you can call us on 080 080-333-0309 080-33-30 3809 or 070-64-050-220. 070-64-050-220. Be blessed as you listen. I believe God is going to touch your life. Thank you very much. You're welcome once more. Good evening, everyone. You are welcome to this important and very special study. I believe that by the grace of God, as we continue in this series, you will never be the same in the name of Jesus Christ. Today I'm going to continue and I'm going to look at God's word on judgment on idle words. Judgment on idle words. I'm going to read many scriptures and I would like you to please turn your Bibles with me because this is a Bible study. Do brief. Yet, we're going to go through many scriptures because the entrance of God's word is what we need for this hour, for this season, for this moment. I'm looking at Matthew chapter 12 from verse 34. Matthew chapter 12 from verse 34. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Proverbs chapter 18. I'm going to read from verse 21. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Proverbs chapter 18, verses 6 and 7. 
A fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth call it for strokes. Verse 7. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. Proverbs chapter 29 and in verse 20. Proverbs 29 and in verse 20. I read. Seest thou a man that is hasty in his words, there is more hope of a fool than of him. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 27. Proverbs chapter 16, and in verse 27. An ungodly man diggeth up evil, and in his lips there is as a burning fire. A forward man soweth strife, and a whisperer separated chief friends. From the passages I have read, you will find that no matter how individuals, families, or people in high callings, maybe a minister of the gospel, or a person leading the country, no matter the status of the individual, no matter who the person may be, who justifies idle words, is justifying those words to his own detriment. Because God is so angry and unhappy with idle words. Don't forget that the fall of man started with words. And it's so important that you know this truth, that the fall of man started with words. And this is of great importance. It was when Eve dialogued with the serpent that the calamitous issue came up of the fall of man. And therefore, I want you to please take note that there is judgment on idle words from God himself. As I look at the scriptures, as I look at the message, and as I go further to expound these scriptures, I want to look at three major things. One, warning against idle words. Two, wrath of God on idle words. Three, ways of departing from idle words. One, warning against idle words. Psalm 34 and in verse 13. Psalm 34 and in verse 13. Here you see God's word warning us on idle words. I read from verse 13. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18, verses 6 and 7. A fool's lips enter into contention and his mouth call it for strokes. Verse 7. A fool's mouth is his destruction and his lips are the snare of his soul. Proverbs chapter 12 and in verse 18 I read There is that speaketh like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is held. The tongue of the wise is held. Proverbs chapter 13 and in verse 3, 
He that keepeth his mouth, keepeth his life. He that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. Proverbs 21 and in verse 23. Proverbs 21 and in verse 23. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. From troubles. Here we find that God's warning to every one of us is so clear and cannot be questioned. God does not expect us to speak unprofitable words, idle words. There's judgment for it and it's warning us against them. Do you know that anytime you give yourself to idle words, because the Bible says that in the multitude of words, there wanted not sin, you could be committing sin as you keep talking. And particularly if you do not guide the things you are talking on. Because if you give yourself to idle words as a result of the circumstances, the situation, or what is happening around you, you will find that you just go on and go on and you go on. And that is why God warns us against idle words. Of gossiping, you must do something about it. Idle words of tail-bearing, you must do something about it because God wants you, wants you, wants you, wants you against it. Of false witnessing, you have to do something about it. Of whispering, you tell somebody what I'm telling you, don't tell someone else. Of whispering, God wants you against it. Of stand, slandering, you slander other people. God wants you against it. False accusations, what someone else, someone has not done. You go tell someone else that this person did this and this just to destroy the person's character. God wants you against it. Vain talking, lying, deceiving, backbiting, murmuring. And these are things that are constituting idle words. If you don't understand what I'm saying, please take note of what I said. I said that God is going to judge every idle word. And the point I'm looking at now is warning against idle words. Therefore, as an individual, I want to take note of what we are sharing. God warns you against idle words. And I want to check the words you have been speaking over the days, over the weeks, over the months, and over the years. Now you may say, well, for some years, I can't remember. But within this period, what have you been talking about? Are there words that are building? Words that are edifying? Words that bring about grace and glory into the life of a person. Or there are ash words. There are words that are arrogant. Or there are words that are irritating. Or there are words that are demeaning. What type of words do you speak to your wife or to your children? Or to your husband? Or to your maid? Or to your servant? This is very important. And because God is not happy with the ash words, he has judgment. And that is why I talked about the warning of God on idle words. Now, let me go a step further. How does God react to idle words? The Bible tells us very clearly that God is so angry with idle words, so much so that his, his wrath is on idle words. He's angry with idle words. And that takes me to point number two, wrath of God on idle words. Now, listen to me. 
I know that what we are sharing is so important. And I want to please take note of the things I'll be saying in the couple of minutes. One thing you must know is that your words will either justify you or condemn you before God. And that means that whatever you are saying, God takes cognizance of the things you are saying. You may be saying those things against your wife or against your husband or against your children or against your parents or against your boss or against your manager or against the governor or against the president against someone that is put there to take care of issues around you you must be careful that you do not speak words that are idle you do not say things that are against the person if you have any reasons to say things you go meet the person that's what jesus christ said that if you have anything against somebody he said go meet the man between two of you and you will discuss it particularly in the house of god so god is angry with idle words now the bible told us in numbers chapter 14 that the children of Israel were murmuring and grumbling against God and against Moses. And God said in Numbers chapter 14, in verse 28, he said, As you have spoken in my ears, so I will do. What did they say? They told Moses that you have brought us to the wilderness to destroy us in the wilderness. And you want us to die in the wilderness. And look at us here now. We don't have what it takes to continue life the way we want to continue. And God said, For those words they have spoken, those words will be what will be their blood. And therefore, ladies and gentlemen, listening to me right now, you should know that whatever you say, God will take you by your words. And that is why you should watch whatever you say. We are told in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. God is angry with the things we say. You know, there are some of us who don't know why you go through some pains. You go through some very hard times in life. It's because of the things you have said. Now, think about what happened to Micah, the wife of David. David came back rejoicing that the ark of the Lord was brought back home. And the Bible said he danced, he leaped, and he was rejoicing. And the wife looked at him and then spoke some words against this great servant of God. And the words that she spoke became what was used to judge her. And you know that she's the woman in the Bible that became barren as a result of the words that she spoke against the anointed of God. Do you know that there are people today who are suffering not because of anything? What David was doing was true in our own sight not the best because he was king but god did not condemn david for celebrating and rejoicing and dancing the way he danced but this woman felt that she had the right to tell her husband her mind and she told her husband her mind and that was the end of it she became a barren woman i'm telling you that there are some of us listening to me right now you are under the wrath of god as a result of the words you have spoken as a result of the words you have told someone else or in anger you spoke to someone it is very important that you should understand that your words are going to judge you your words are going to condemn you your words are going to bring lifting or your words are going to bring you down because god is going to take your words and react to your words and that is why every one of us should be very careful we shouldn't we shouldn't be people that talk without thinking look at what the bible says look at god's wrath the bible says that you will be judged by your words. Now, the words of Jesus Christ make us to become a little bit more, more 
more careful. He said something, and I want to please look at Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12, I'm going to read from verse 34. You must be very careful how you use your mouth, how you use your tongue, because the words of Jesus Christ are final. Look at what he said in verse 34. He said, O generation of vipers. Now, I want to please stop there. Jesus Christ called the people that were listening to him vipers. Now, a viper is a snake. You know that. And a viper can kill. You know that. And so, Jesus Christ was talking about human beings who have the spirit of a viper and that they can kill. And how are they going to kill? They will kill with their words. They will kill with their mouth or with their tongue. And look at what Jesus Christ said. He said, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So you will see now that anyone that is talking is going to talk from the abundance of what he has in his heart. And that is why God takes it seriously. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And here you find something very important. Jesus Christ said, since you are speaking from the abundance of your heart, by the, your words, you shall be justified. And by your words, you shall be condemned. That tells you how God is unhappy with idle words. Words that are spoken without you thinking that these things I'm saying are detrimental. They are derogatory. You don't think about it. Now, let us look at the case of Miriam in the Bible and Aaron. Miriam and Aaron, they sat down in Numbers chapter 12 and spoke words against Moses. Now, the things that they said were true because Moses had married an Ethiopian woman. But can I tell you that, do you know that the things that God knows about that person is much more than the things you know? And yet God could make that person your leader in the household of faith. God could make that person to be the person in charge of that ministry. You must be careful how you speak. Otherwise, you may run into some problems that you will never come out of them, except God shows you mercy. And you know the story very well in Numbers chapter 12. And God was angry to the point that he made Miriam, the senior sister of Moses, to become leprous. And it was Aaron that cried out and said, we have sinned. And we know how God punished Aaron was that God did not allow Aaron as a high priest to ask Miriam to leave the camp. He told Moses to do it, that Aaron would not do his job any longer. Can I tell you something? There are some of us now that are leprous, spiritually speaking. Are leprous in our physique. That is, physically you are leprous, you are sick. And you don't know what is happening. And you have tried. In fact, the doctors don't have any answer because the punishment, the anger is from God. The punishment is from God. And therefore, doctors don't have answer to such a thing. And I want to please advise that since you know that God is angry, with idle words and god does not take side no matter how you justify the idle words you should desist from it you should refrain from it you should turn away from it and that takes me to the third point and this is very important ways of departing from idle words ways of departing from idle words how can i depart from idle words this is very important and i'm going to give you some points because this is where the whole issue lies and if you are able to refrain from idle words, I'm telling you, 
the issue of your spiritual life and your relationship with God and your getting of results in prayers and your supernatural experiences will not be able to be quantified because your heart and your tongue, they go together. And the moment your heart is right with God, your words will begin to bring results that are far beyond your wildest imagination. Now, do you know that the ways you can depart from idle words are spelled out in the scriptures? Number one, keep your heart pure. But before you keep your heart pure, you should recognize that truly speaking, you are plagued with idle words. That is, you are going to repent from the idle words. The last time I talked to you, I told you how Isaiah cried out. He said that he was a man of unclean lips and he was dwelling with people that were having unclean lips. So his problem was very clear. He was with people that were having unclean lips and he also had unclean lips. So here they, are, they had a time of discussing unclean things and they had to cry out and God had to do a purging. Now understand, so for you to be able to depart from idle words, you have to repent from idle words. You have to cry out to God to have mercy upon you. And this is of great importance. And if you do that, you ask the Lord to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And you say, Jesus, come into my heart so that I can speak like you were speaking. And the words of Jesus Christ were special. Of course, I told you last week that those his words were gracious words. Gracious words because it was a person that was carrying grace. It was embodiment of grace. Of course, you know that. Number two, keep your heart pure. Blessed are the pure in heart. For Jesus Christ told us, told us that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So if your heart is pure, your words will be pure. It's just natural. It flows naturally. But if your heart is dirty, if your heart is polluted, if your heart is filled with anger and bitterness, anger and bitterness will be flowing out from your mouth. And this is unacceptable in the sight of God. Number three way you can depart from idle words is be determined not to sin with your mouth. This is very important. Be determined not to sin with your mouth. Since your heart is pure, you say, listen, I'm going to keep my heart pure. I am determined not to sin with my mouth. We look at Psalm 39, and I'm going to read from verse 1. Psalm 39, and in verse 1, look at what the scripture says. Be determined not to sin with your mouth. I read verse 1. I said, I will take it to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. So here the psalmist was so determined. He said, listen, I have made up my mind. I'm going to get a bridle to my mouth. I am determined not to sin with my mouth. That means a lot. You know, for some of us, we're not determined to do such things. And because there's no determination and there is no desire to do such a thing, we find ourselves going back to talking unnecessarily. You must be disciplined with your tongue. The moment you are disciplined with your tongue, I'm telling you, your spiritual life cannot be the same. You will go, go, go very far with the things of God because you are disciplined with your tongue. And the psalmist was so clear. He said he was determined not to sin with his tongue. I pray that will be your determination as well. Number four, number four, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. We see that in Colossians chapter 3. You, that means that you spend much time in reading God's word. You spend much time in studying God's word. You spend much time in meditating on God's word. You spend much time in confessing God's word. You spend much time in memorizing God's word. These are very important avenues 
for you to be able to allow the word of God to dwell in you richly. And it's very important, and you do it systematically, deliberately, that you want to make sure that the word of God saturates your life. And when you are, the word of God saturates your inner man, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will be speaking. And it is just natural, like it just flows naturally, because that is what you have inside you. That is what you have in your inner man. And this is of great importance. Number five. Avoid grieving of the Holy Spirit. You see, you have to make up your mind that you don't want to speak if you're not led of the Holy Spirit. You don't want to speak if the Holy Spirit is not giving you a, 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 a push to say something. Make up your mind that you withhold yourself from talking. And make up your mind that you don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. No matter what is happening around you, you want to wait and you want to get a direction. You want, a, you want to get a guidance from the Holy Spirit. Number six. As we are told in the book of James, be slow to speak. But we are told that we should be swift to hear first and then be slow to speak in James chapter 1 verse 19. So this is very important that you make up your mind that you'll be swift to hear and you'll be slow to speak. You know, there are some of us who speak, we are so, we are so rash in speaking. We are so hasty in speaking. And we don't think twice before we speak. It is after you have spoken before you now saw that what you said was not right. In the sight of men and in the sight of God. And this is not acceptable at all. Number seven. And this is very important. Number seven. And this is very important. I repeat it again. Number seven. Ways to depart from idle words. Listen to me. This is very important. I repeat again. This is important. Number seven. Let those who listen to you. Those who listen to you when you are speaking. Say what was said. Of Job. You know, Job went through a very hard period in his life. He lost his business. He lost his wealth. He lost everything. His health was affected. And his three friends came to sit with him and to, you know, to identify with his plight. And as they came, it was unfortunate that they started raining a lot of things on him. But they had this comment to make about Job because they have worked with Job for some time. They have lived with him. They have gone in and out with him. And these were the comments of these friends of Job. You know, it's very interesting that people who listen to you, they will size you by what you say, the way you spoke, and the way you are reacting to the things that are happening around you. And that will make them to know the, your, the, the depth of your spirituality because your words will always betray you. Your words will always give tell people, the level of spirituality. Look at what they said in Job chapter 4. And I'm going to read from verse 4. Job chapter 4. Let me start from verse 3. In Job chapter 4 and in verse 3. Behold, thou hast instructed many, and thou hast strengthened the weak hands. Verse 4. Thy words have upholding him that was fallen. And thou hast strengthened the feeble knees. These were the compliments that were given. And Job did not solicit for it. They saw that this was the lifestyle of Job. That this man, his words, could uplift people. Could take someone from zero to hero. They saw that people that were completely flattened were raised up when Job finishes talking to them. And so they were now making comments on what they have known of Job. They said, listen, Job, this is what we know of you. This is what we know of you. 
I want to tell you that this is very important. No matter how things are with you, listen to me. Listen to me. Make up your mind. Like I said, let those who listen to you, whether your husband or your wife or your friend or your neighbor, at any time, whatever is happening, say what was said of Job to you. This is important. Now you ask me, how can this be? How can this be? How can I get to this level? Now I'm going to tell you some few things that you need to do to get to the level wherein people listen to you and they cannot but say your words are gracious like the words of Jesus Christ. Your words are healing like the words of Jesus Christ. Of course, the words of Jesus Christ were words that were healing, inspiring, uplifting, motivating, and causing people to do far better than they ever did. How can I do this like I saw in the life of Job? Number one, speak with grace and wisdom. Speak with grace and wisdom. That means you must pray for wisdom every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. You, you, you speak with grace and wisdom. Every day you are asking God to please help you for more grace. This is very important. Number two, speak inspiring and comforting words. That we find in Isaiah chapter 50 and in verse 4. Number three, speak kind and soft words. Very important. Now listen to me. A rebuke is very necessary. But behind the rebuke is your love for the person. We're not talking of rebuking someone with anger and bitterness. And if, if possible, you want to kill the person. No, we're talking about you speaking kind and soft words in every circumstance and every situation. As we have seen in the scriptures, in Proverbs chapter 15 and in verse 1. Number 4. Speak sound and pleasant words. Proverbs chapter 16 and in verse 24. Number 5. Speak as somebody who wants to bring health to a sick person. You know, when someone is sick, you don't, you don't shout on the person. You don't harass the person. You don't abuse the person if someone is sick. And so you speak as someone that wants to bring health to the person listening to you. In Proverbs chapter 12 and in verse 18. And number 6, finally, speak as led by the Holy Spirit. This is very important. This is very important. Speak as you are led by the Holy Spirit. Because the moment you are a child of God, you have the luxury of the third person coming into your life because as many as received him to them gave you the power to become the sons of god you receive christ and christ comes into your life in the person of the holy spirit and then it takes over your life and from that moment something begins to happen the fruit of the spirit begins to manifest in your life gradually and steadily and that is why you speak as led by the Holy Spirit. Do you know that David, when he was rounding up, when he was about to leave the world, he was now saying something about his life. He said something about his life, which is very, very instructive. Please look at Second Samuel chapter 23. Second Samuel chapter 23. Look at what he said. It's very instructive what David said about his life as he was about leaving the planet Earth. 
is very interesting. In Second Samuel chapter 23, I read from verse 2. I read, The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. David was saying, he said, listen, he said, listen to me. There is something I know about my life that the Spirit of the Lord spoke by me. I know that there are individuals who will be saying that maybe he only spoke when he was to minister. Excuse me, is that's not what we are talking about. If David did that, we are in a better dispensation, under a better covenant than David. And so we don't have excuses. The person we are looking onto is Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith. But I only talked about David to make you see how someone in the old covenant lived such a life when the Holy Spirit was in charge of the things he was saying and the things that he thought about because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth will speak look at what he said he said the spirit of the lord speak by me and his word was in my in my mouth and this is very important so how can you come to the place wherein somebody will look at you and begin to remember you for the words you said how the words were healing how the words were so inspiring how the words were so lifting how the words were so energizing. How the words that you spoke strengthened them. How that somebody will go somewhere else and will tell someone and say, Excuse me, that I want you to please go to this brother, go to this sister, go to this man, go to this woman. Because when he talks to you, you can never be the same. And it is a very important thing. And do you know that I believe that as you come out of judgment and you come to a place of God, beginning to forgive you and cleanse you and purge you and you take to yourself that you are going to go in the ways of departing from idle words then i can tell you that you have no regrets whatsoever if you close your eyes in death by the grace of god the pearly gates will be open for you and if the rapture occurs by the grace of god you'll be making the rapture but don't forget our words will either justify or condemn us as i've talk to you. Where do you stand? Do your words justify you or they condemn you? Or are you crying out to say that I'm going to depart from this way of talking? Things must change. Can I just summarize and tell you that homes have been broken because of wrong words. Children run away from their homes because of wrong words. Wives run away from their husbands because of wrong words. Men run away from their wives because of wrong words. Parents run away from their children because the children were using wrong words. Do you know that people lost their jobs because of the wrong words, negative words they were speak, that they were speaking? Do you know that people lost their, 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 their fortune in life all because of wrong words that they were speaking? But I believe that this day, if only you just take to what we have shared with you, your life will be a testimony that will be testified of. Let us bow our heads for short prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you very much for what you have taught us today. We just pray that as many as have listened to your word, we shall have reasons to celebrate your goodness in the land of the living, in the name of Jesus Christ. Those who are listening to your word and have made up their minds to repent of all the negative words they have been speaking, the idle words they have been speaking, Father, I pray for cleansing and I pray for a touch from above in the name of Jesus. And those who have made up their minds to begin to speak the words that will bring about results to your glory and to your honor. I pray that the power of your spirit will touch them afresh. Thank you for the answer to prayers. 
for we have prayed with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much for listening to me. And until I come your way again, God bless you and bye for now.